Truthfully, what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads, and slightly to one side. I think in the old days, you were better off, because nowadays they're all specialists. Everyone's becoming better and better, and less and less. And eventually someone's going to be superb, like nothing. Our education system has mined our minds in the way that we strip mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. We're not here to tell everybody that they're wrong and we're right. We're not saying that we have all the answers, but um, we'd like to present a different way of looking at it. Hello, listeners, and welcome to China Jedication, episode 40. My name is Chanel Lewoyan, and I am an admissions manager at Teach Now Graduate School of Education, located in Washington, D.C. Yes, and otherwise known, of course, Sheena for short. Sheena, lovely to have you on today, Thank all the you. way from D.C. And being the admissions manager, that sounds um, a pretty uh, interesting job, probably very busy as well. In fact, I know it is. <laughs> can, you, can you tell our listeners exactly what it is you do on a day-to-day basis in the, uh, in the TN office? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So on the day-to-day, um, I am the one answering any questions that you guys send our way. Um, so responding to admissions inbox questions, picking up the phone and talking to you guys when you want to give us a call and, and ask some questions and also responding to information requests. And then we also do, of course, do some planning for recruitment um, throughout the year and really make sure we're best serving our students. Um, so kind of a lot of different things, um, but just making sure that we're assisting our students throughout the admissions process. Well. We have got the man with the answers then basically here today. So uh, I thought, you know, as I've done the, the the Teach Now program, as I'm sure the listeners know by now, Sheena, um, I've also become a kind of an advocate for you guys um, and, you know, met several lots of teachers uh, that have gone your way. And I've kind of said, hey, you should do the program. It's brilliant. It's got me to where I am today and you'll learn this and that. And of course, with that comes a load of questions that I've also been fired out to the point where I actually sometimes think I work for you guys. Um, <laughs> so, so what we're going to do is, because clearly on your website already, uh, teach-now.edu, right, you have a frequently asked questions area like any good website does so what we're going to do today uh for the listeners out there is we're not going to do frequently asked questions we're going to do uh infrequently asked questions uh which i think is a little bit different and the man with the plan and with the answers here today is going to answer them so uh are you ready to rock i'm definitely ready to rock um, right. Well, I've got this list here that I've kind of compiled over the years of my friends asking me and you've put some together from your team as well. The first yep. one, uh, Sheena, for you to answer actually to me seems a little bit like a frequently asked question. But 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 let's just see, because I can see how it could be a little bit different. The question is, listeners, is Teach Now a real university and is it accredited? Now, two points there. The first one, is it a real university? I'm guessing they're saying 
is it kind of like are you guys do you have a physical campus <laughs> do you have physical classrooms a you know a university cafe a football field things like that <laughs> That's a great question, and students do ask this question in a lot of different ways quite frequently, um, so I'm definitely happy to address this one. And um, so TeachNow definitely is a real university. Um, it is an online university, so of course it's going to be a little bit different than your brick-and-mortar institution. Um, so no, we do not have a football team. No, we don't have a basketball team. Uh, we don't have a gym. But we are a real university, and we are a very solid program for teacher education. And so TeachNow is accredited, we're nationally accredited um, to be a graduate school of education. And so we are accredited by the Council for the Accreditation of Educator Preparation, as well as the Distance Education Accrediting Commission. Um, we're also accredited by the National Council for the State Authorization of Reciprocity Agreements. And then we're an approved program in Washington, D.C. and the state of Arizona. So long story short, these institutions um, that accredited us have accredited us to be a real graduate school of education. And so TeachNow is a real university. Um, and just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory as to how we were founded. Um, so okay. Emily Feitzritzer is our CEO. She founded the company a while back in 2011. And um, we had our program approved by the District of Columbia, um, their Office of the State Superintendent of Education in um, 2013. And then we had our first cohort of 10 candidates in 2013 as well. Since then, the program's really taken off. Emily created this program to really be one of the most efficient ways for individuals to earn a teaching license, um, and that's what we've proved to be. Um, so long story short, as I said earlier, TeachNow is a real graduate school of education. Yeah, and uh, actually, we uh, we interviewed uh, your CEO, Emily, a, a double part series. Yes. And actually, uh, what I would say is if, if people out there are really interested in getting to the, the nooks and the crannies of the accreditation scenario we teach now um we did ask that to your ceo you know is it is it a scam is it legitimate is it accredited and of course as you could imagine emily was very proficient in going through all the things that you've just done um in a little bit even probably even in more detail because we're going to yes. try and whiz through these questions today uh, and so absolutely you're, you're right it's totally accredited i mean and i can tell you now i have an accredited a fully um uh, accredited license it's real uh, i've used it um, and so it's there's no it's not bogus in any way. Um, now, going back quickly, Sheena, to the real university bit, um, you obviously are an online university, don't have a physical campus. But in terms of if you were to compare you guys to a physical campus and the accreditation bodies that get involved with that, have you basically got everything the same as what a physical campus would have um, unless there is an accreditation for a physical campus, which is only for physical campuses, if you see what I mean? Yeah, essentially, we do have pretty much the same accreditation and the same, you know, quality and standards as regular universities. Um, some universities may have um, regional accreditation and national accreditation. We have national accreditation. Um, so we are a nationally accredited program through those accreditation um, accrediting agencies that I mentioned earlier. 
Um, and our programs do lead to teaching licenses. Um, as I mentioned, we're approved in Arizona um, and Washington, D.C. And so pretty much other graduate schools of education are going to go through the same approval process to be able to offer uh, these sort of programs and also to be able to assist candidates in earning teaching licenses. Um, so there's really no difference in that. And mm. the end goal of earning a teaching license is absolutely something that can be accomplished through our program, just like it would with any brick and mortar school. So the next question that's uh, that's come in is, TeachNow states that you need a GPA 3.0 or higher, Sheena, to be accepted on the TeachNow program. However, in quote, applicants may qualify for acceptance through proven work experience, end of quote. Can you elaborate on exactly what that means? Also, what other admission requirements should you keep in mind if you're you know, looking to apply? Absolutely, yeah. So essentially, um, proven work experience is something that we will definitely look at in the admissions process. Um, so mm. we do want applicants to make sure they include their work history um, on their application. And basically, um, as admissions uh, officers at TeachNow, we'll search for evidence of passion and enthusiasm for helping young people learn, grow, and develop. And so really, um, we'll take into account teaching experiences that candidates have, um, other experiences working with young people, such as mentoring, coaching, um, even things such as, you know, babysitting, but really positions that demonstrate how um, you value education, you value helping young people, and you really value, um, you know, kind of assisting them in their educational journey. Um, we'll also take into account, you know, professional experience working in organizations, um, working in administrative roles in education, but also roles outside of education and how that can apply to making you an effective teacher and an effective educator. Um, so really that work history is something we always want you to include um, so that we can look at that and really kind of show um, or see that you have a passion for helping young people learn. Um, the other admissions um, standards that I would kind of keep in mind would just be there is an essay on the application as well. I would advise candidates to make sure that they do write a thoughtful and concise essay that really kind of describes um, why they'll be a good fit for the program, why they want to be an educator or a teacher, and why they want to do this program and kind of what they're looking to learn um, through Teach Now. Um, so really kind of putting some effort into that essay, making sure it kind of hits, hits on those points and really describes you know, what they're looking to do is something that's really, really important. Additionally, we do require an unofficial transcript for the admissions process. Um, some students provide documents that, that are not a transcript, um, so we definitely want to make sure that you are providing an unofficial copy of your transcript so that we can see your academic background and see what you've been doing in terms of your academics to assist in making that admissions decision for you. Um, so that's something to definitely keep in mind. Um, and as I mentioned, it can be an unofficial copy, but we will need to see that for the admissions process. Um, 
pretty much outside of that, the emissions process is streamlined. Um, you will be getting messaging directly from an emissions manager when you apply, and um, you will receive a decision in about 48 hours or so. So it is a pretty streamlined process. And then um, if you are accepted, you'll be able to work with your admissions manager um, to enroll in the program and to um, you know, assist in resolving any additional questions. Um, so those are really the main things that I would keep in mind for the admissions process. Okay, I mean, it, I mean, in summary of that, then if someone's <clears throat> thinking of of applying uh, to you guys and their GPA is under three point zero, there is clearly still hope. Um, that Absolutely. that is what I would would gather from that. From many additional other things they can bring to the table. One thing I, I would like to bring up is um, a friend of mine uh, a while back. It's just come up in my mind was going through a bit of a change in his career and was thinking about going into the teaching world uh, out here in Asia. Now he had a he he had an MBA, Sheena, but he didn't have a degree which I thought was pretty, I didn't know that was possible to have an MBA and not a degree. And, and actually, I've done a bit of research as we do at China Jedi, and yeah. it is possible you can do an MBA without a, an actual you know, bachelor uh, degree course. So what I'd like to piggyback onto this question that was just being asked is, without a 3.0 GPA from a degree, could someone come to teach now with an MBA and be seen to be able to, you know, apply. I suppose the other question would be, you might accept them, but when you get to the point where you have to apply for your license after you've done the program with, you know, let's take the OSSE, of course, which is the, mm -hmm. the licensing branch in Washington, D.C., would they accept, uh, you know, that person, even though they've passed the Teach Now program, but they don't actually have an official degree, although they do have an MBA? Chris, that is a great question, and it's funny. You learn something new every day. I did not know you could get an <laughs> MBA without a bachelor's degree. Yeah, um, yeah. But for our program, a bachelor's degree is very important because ultimately mm. if you do plan on earning a teaching license through one of our approved states, um, such as Washington, D.C., you will right. need to provide – um, official transcripts of your bachelor's degree, and if it was completed abroad, you will need to provide an evaluation. So mm -hmm. this is kind of a complicated question, but long story short, a bachelor's degree is definitely going to be important. Um, so if you do not have a bachelor's degree, but you have an MBA, I would suggest connecting with one of our admissions managers, sending us all your documentation of the course yeah. that you've completed, and we can take a look and kind of make a recommendation for you you because ultimately if you completed our program and did not have a bachelor's and then went to apply for your teaching license there's a strong possibility that you would be declined for that teaching license because you did not have a recognized bachelor's degree um, mm. so the bachelor's degree is important in terms of career changing um, career changers can absolutely do our program um, if you're from a different field entirely, so if you've been working in business and you have a bachelor's degree and then you got an MBA and you're looking to change your career, that is 100% fine. And you can definitely, mm. you know, apply and move forward with our program. But if you do not have a bachelor's degree, that's something we'll definitely need to discuss and take a look at for you. But we're definitely happy to assist with that. 
Yeah, well answered. Uh, I mean, on the note of someone who has that bachelor's degree, has done your program, but was under 3.0, Sheena, but obviously had the other additional things they, they could they could bring and you accepted them. Would the licensing people, say the OSSE, um, allow them to be licensed with a 3.0 under GPA? Do you see what I mean? Yes, that's a great question. And that is something that people don't regularly ask, but I've heard one or two times. And as of now, GPA is not something that is looked at in the licensing process. Um, they look mm-hmm. at a few things. Um, so basically what they want to see is that you've completed a teacher preparation program, um, that you have received a bachelor's degree, and you can prove that with a transcript. Um, they also want you to have completed an FBI background check. And then you'll go ahead and apply for the program for the teaching license. Um, so basically, GPA is not something that would be looked at um, at this point. So having below a 3.0 um, will not hinder you from receiving a teaching license. Another question for you uh, of the infrequent nature. Does the three-month clinical practice have to be conducted in a strictly international school with an international curriculum to get the teaching license or, you know, to pass the Teach Now program? Does the three-month clinical practice have to be conducted in a strictly international school with an international curriculum? So that's a great question. Um, it does not need to be conducted in strictly in a strictly international school. Um, the good thing about our program and the really convenient thing is that it can be completed really in any K through 12 setting, um, as long as it's a K through 12 setting, and as long as the classroom that you'll be using is in the licensure area that you're seeking a license for. Um, so I have actually, one of my colleagues actually completed the program recently, and he did his um, student teaching through his church's um, basically um, youth ministry. So he was right. working with young people in a class setting through his church, um, but that was acceptable for the program because it was a essentially a K through 12 environment. Um, so it does not need to be strictly an international school. Um, it doesn't, you know, there aren't very strict parameters around it. So it can be a private school. It can be a public school. Um, really, as long as it's a K through 12 environment, um, you can conduct your clinical practice there. And a good thing about our program is that we do have a lot of support throughout that uh, process in our program. So you will be able to connect with our clinical placement team to really kind of iron out the details of your placement and make sure it fits the needs of our program, but also of um, you know, your needs and what you're looking to pursue. Um, so you'll definitely have support through that and you'll be able to connect with our clinical placement team to make sure um, it's a-okay for you. Okay. Okay, get it. Um, One thing that's come to my mind is, uh, and and talking to various people that have done the program or or are on the program, is for those teachers out there who maybe haven't found their niche yet, 
Sheena, in terms of exactly what grade or even even maybe for career changes, what subject they actually want to go on and be licensed in. It's not necessary, is it, to actually know for sure uh, what you actually want to do, because you do the teacher preparation program with with Teach Now. And then afterwards, you go and do the official uh, licensing exams like the Praxis, which is done through Washington, D.C., which is where you have to specify the subject that you want to get licensed in, correct? Correct, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, The Praxis is one of the other pieces that is going to be needed for the licensing portion of uh, the process. So essentially, as I mentioned earlier, um, you'll need to complete to teach preparation program, which is Teach Now, and what we offer, have a bachelor's degree transcript, that FBI background check, and mm-hmm. then the praxis exams are important too. And as you mentioned, those praxis exams are essentially how you pick the area that you'll like to get your license in. Um, so there's a ton of different praxis exams that are offered, um, and that is the exam that is for Washington, D.C. And so um, basically, You'll select the appropriate exam for the licensure area that you're seeking to become licensed in, and that's the exam that you'll take. And so there are some other exams, too, um, in the Praxis series of exams. So there is the core exams, which are um, reading, writing, and math. So you'll take Mm -hmm. um, those three exams. Then you'll complete the content-specific exam for the area you're seeking a license in. And then you'll also complete the PLT, which is Principles of Learning and Teaching, which mm-hmm. is a pedagogy exam. Um, so those exams are important. And that's kind of where you make the distinction of what licensure area you're seeking. Um, and you also want that to align with your clinical uh, placement and the classroom that you're in. But clinical practice um, takes place near the end of the program. So there's a lot of time to really figure that out, make sure you are you have all the details in place. And yeah, as I, I mentioned before, you'll have a lot of support throughout the process to really make sure everything is aligned and that you can get the license that you're seeking. Yeah, and I, I think what you've just said there feeds into another question I have in front of me here, Sheena, which is basically what is the difference between a teacher preparation program which is what we do with at Teach Now and a teaching license. What's the difference between a teacher preparation program and a teaching license? I, I think, can we just cover that one more time to make it very clear to the listeners? Because it is a little bit, um, it's a little <laughs> bit gray, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I'm definitely glad to, to cover that because sometimes I do have students who I speak with who think they're going to receive a teaching license immediately upon completion of right. this program. And so that is not the case. Um, Teach Now and no graduate school in the United States can directly grant you a state teaching license. That's not really how the process works. How it works is a teacher preparation program is one piece of the licensing process. So completing an approved teacher preparation program is just one step in in the entire process so you'll complete a, our program. a big step a big uh, certainly a big step though exactly. isn't it i mean as far as it the, yeah it's, yeah it's definitely a very big step because that's where you're really learning the principles of teaching learning the pedagogy understanding how to manage a classroom and really mm. 
understanding how to effectively be a teacher. So that is why it's such an important step in uh, the process. And that's why it is required, you know, by most states for you to be able to earn a teaching license through, you know, this conventional method. So basically the difference is our program um, will teach, will basically teach you how to teach. And then to earn that license, you'll have to complete the other steps, um, you know, at the end. So yeah. basically the other steps, as I mentioned, and just to reiter reiterate, so it's very clear, the other steps are um, providing an official transcript of your bachelor's degree. You also need to complete an FBI background check. Then you also need to complete those praxis exams. So as you can see, all of those things kind of come together and then you're able to earn that teaching license. So the teacher preparation program, which we offer is one piece, a very important piece, but one mm -hmm. piece of the process. Are you looking to further your career in education? Teach Now offers a convenient online teacher preparation and master's degree program completed anywhere in the world. Reach Now for Teach Now. Ain't no time for defeat now. Teachers get off your seats now. Future generations need you now. Work with people all over the world in a collaborative, activity-based teaching environment. To learn more, visit teach-now.edu. Expertise that is really outside of the box. I'm going to just give you my personal anecdote here, uh, Sheena, and to our, to our listeners. I began the Teach Now preparation program, I think, in a June time of the year. And I did the nine-month program. The three-month clinical obviously kicked in after six months. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing the Teach Now program, I got on to do my practice exams independently of the Teach Now program, but very much in line, obviously, because you're learning about teaching stuff. So it, it goes well together. I did my core, which is the maths, the reading and writing, which is a bit of a mammoth, listeners, I have to say. It was like a f you can do it all in one, which is about five hours um, yep. in your nearest uh, uh, testing center, which they have all over the world. Uh, and then I did one. I wanted to become licensed in biology for grade 7 to 12. So I did a, a specific subject test in biology, which was a couple of hours test. And then, as you said earlier, you do a pedagogy test, the principles of uh, teaching and learning, um, where you where you um, do so, a little bit of writing. They give you some case studies and some multiple choice questions. So you have to learn a bit about educational theories and, and things like that, which which I thought was very interesting. So that's that. Now, I want to build on that because what I found was going through the Teach Now program is as a career changer, if you put me in that box, I didn't really know what class, what subject or kind of really what age group I wanted to teach. And going through the clinical, I actually found because I, I did a lot of my videos in different age groups to really get a feel for it was that I was really kind of resonating and pulled by the kind of elementary years, especially the grade three, four, five, even six. And so even after I got my biology license for high school, middle school, I then went on and did my elementary practice exams to Sheena. And I then had to do my PLT, uh, my teaching pedagogy test for that age group too. So I've gone on and done quite a few praxis exams. I'm, I'm very glad I've got them out of the way. But That's for those great. listeners out there now, it is something you need to know and maybe is not 
so clear um, when you're doing all the teach now uh, preparation stuff. But, you know, it's a, a piece of the puzzle that you have to complete before you then go hand all the documents in with your FBI fingerprints and your teach now preparation certificate to get that official license. So I, I think um, we've probably given quite a succinct account of that now. And of course, if you can't understand anything I've said or Sheena said, great thing about podcasts is you can pause, rewind and play it again. <laughs> so there yes. you go. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, it's a good one. Can I teach anywhere um, in any country or any state with my teaching license that I've got? Not through Teach Now, of course, as you've alluded to, but through the state where you do your actual licenses exams. That's a great question. And that's actually one of the questions that we get more frequently. So I'm definitely happy to touch right. on that. Um, so that's kind of a complicated question. Um, <laughs> but the gist of it is Teach Now is an approved program through Washington, D.C. and Arizona. So you'll earn a U.S. teaching license in either of those jurisdictions. Um, if you were looking to teach in other states, there is the potential to be able to do that, but that is not 100% guaranteed. Basically, that process is called reciprocity. And how that works is certain states are signed on to reciprocity agreements. And that agreement basically entails that they will accept uh, teachers with teaching licenses from other states. Um, the thing with reciprocity is sometimes states do change their requirements and regulations. Um, sometimes different administrations in states have different understandings of the rules and regulations. So things can change. But if a state is signed on to the reciprocity agreement, there is potential for you to be able to transfer your license to that other state. So right. we, always, we always encourage candidates to look up reciprocity guidelines in states that they're looking to teach in. Um, you can also reach out to us. Um, our director of licensure um, can provide guidance. And there is a lot of information on our platform. Um, we definitely want students to use the platform as their main um, source of information around licensing. Um, but mm. if you have questions um, or you're kind of stuck, um, you can send us questions on the certification tab um, on the platform. There's actually a place for you to be able to send us questions. And then you can also connect with our director of licensure to kind of go over your specific situation if you do have some kind of complex issues. Um, so long story short, there is possibility to use the license in other states. But that's something that's kind of on a case-by-case -case basis, essentially, and something you'll want to kind of look into. Um, and then mm -hmm. in terms of other countries, um, that's a little bit more complicated. <laughs> um, just because, of course, all different countries have different licensing requirements. So there's not mm -hmm. one uniform license for every country in the world. What I can say is... Um, a teaching license from Washington, D.C. or Arizona is a reputable teaching license that is internationally recognized. And typically, it can be used to teach at international schools abroad. So we have a large contingent of candidates currently in our program and who have completed our program who have successfully been able to use the license to teach at international schools abroad. So that's one of our our biggest group of candidates, um, international 
teachers at international schools and the license has worked for them in mm, terms definitely. of uh can i use this license at a public school um you know in cambodia will they accept this license that's something i cannot give you a definitive answer about because i don't know the licensing requirements in cambodia yeah, exactly um yeah. you it's likely that you can use um, the license to teach at an international school there. But in terms of the specifics of licensing and different countries, we definitely suggest candidates look up licensing requirements in that country, inquire about what licenses are acceptable, inquire and ask if the DC license will be acceptable for you, mm -hmm. and really take it from there. So there is potential for you to use um, the license in a wide range of states and countries, um, but it's definitely something that needs to be researched, and it's also something that we will assist you with. Yeah, perfect uh, answer. Uh, again, from from my perspective, I, I've certainly used it uh, here in in South China, and it's been absolutely fine with the government and the visa process and all those things. The other thing is, I remember when I when we spoke to Emily Feistritcher, the CEO of your company, we also did talk about, and there's a small podcast listeners can go back to, about the licensing exams, the praxis, and, and the different ones that different states have in America. And, you know, again, exactly like you said, it's complicated, it's always changing, and, and you can't always give a 100% answer because of that. But um, it's all positive, and I believe even Emily no, uh, mentioned that you guys might be doing a, um, a, a reciprocity. Could I say that the right way? I think we say it a bit differently in English to American. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 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 she was saying something about Hawaii. Actually, you guys uh, create an agreement with Hawaii, which again opens yes. a, another lot of options. So yeah, that's a yes there. <laughs> Another thing that's come off the list here is what about if someone who's not American, uh, say myself, for example, wanted to move to the States? You know, I have a D.C. U.S. license. Could I teach in America if I if I'm not an actual U.S. citizen? How would that work? So I like this question because this is another one that uh, <laughs> I don't get to often, but uh, people do ask from time to time. Um, so ultimately, you can um, at this time get a a uh, U.S. teaching license without being a citizen, but mm -hmm. that does not guarantee you uh, employment, a visa, or um, work opportunities in the U.S. Um, it's kind of a complicated thing just because this is going to really vary from school to school, district to district, and state to state. So essentially, um, this is something uh, potential candidates will need to do a lot of personal research on um, because there actually are some states who have kind of looked into hiring more international candidates to fill gaps um, in their um, in their schools and in their districts um, because there are teacher shortages um, in different places in the U.S. Um, so there could be possibilities for candidates to ultimately land positions in the U.S., but um, unfortunately, this is not something that we sponsor or assist candidates with um, just because we don't we can't help with the visa process. We are an online school, so really candidates can do this program from anywhere. So mm -hmm. we don't provide visa support. Um, most online programs aren't going to be able to, to provide visa support um, or sponsor candidates to come to the U.S. for employment. 
Um, so candidates will really need to do a lot of research into if they um, can find jobs in the US um, and where those might be. Um, as I mentioned, ultimately at this time, you can get a US teaching license without being a citizen, um, but um, that does not equal you being able to you know, come to the US and get a job immediately or get a visa immediately, things like that. Mm, okay, gotcha. There you go. I don't think I'll be coming to uh, you guys anytime soon, though. Um, we're, we're having a fantastic time out here in Asia. Uh, whether, whether, yeah, where the sun is always shining. Yeah, good, good for you. I won't be knocking on your door to, uh, next week, <laughs> Sheena, uh, with more questions. Here's another one for you. I bet this is infrequent. This must be a bit of a joke. I, I think it is. Can I do the program in Timbuktu? Now, of course, I'm sure this person isn't in Timbuktu, but we get the point. I would say the resounding answer is obviously a yes. Yes, it's absolutely a yes. So really, all you need to be able to do our program is a strong internet connection, um, yeah. a computer, and the time. So as long as you really have those things in place, you can pursue our program. Um, as we've sort of mentioned, and as Chris has mentioned, you can do your student teaching or clinical practice abroad. Um, so that's not an issue either. Um, we also may even have the option to do virtual placements for clinical. Um, so that could be a potential option for candidates in remote All areas. Right. Um, but yes, um, you can do this program from anywhere. So if you're in Timbuktu, give us a call. Yeah. And I tell you what, even people in Timbuktu, I am sure there are schools and classrooms and things like that, too. Uh, I, that was interesting, Sheena. You said you could possibly do. Are you actually have you actually done that for candidates like virtual uh, teaching scenarios to, to do the clinical practice? Yeah. So we have had some teachers come to us who are employed or have opportunities with virtual schools. And they've been, been able to use that for um, their clinical practice. Um, we're actually looking to kind of make sure that we have some agreements and partnerships in place so that we can more widely um, assist candidates with that option. So this could be a potential option for some candidates if you're not able to find something near where you're located. So that's definitely something you can discuss with our clinical placement team. more to just finish the list here uh sheen you're doing a great job oh this is a good one the license that you get or the license i have it's a renewable teaching license which means that you have to renew apparently this is, i got it from washington dc every four years um now is this normal uh would this be the case with a normal u.s citizen who got the license through dc or is it something specific to only teach now graduates uh, or the state, you know, the Washington state that the license is issued in, uh, Sheena? Yeah, so this is uh, pretty much a standard um, process across all states. Really, mm -hmm. the main thing is that um, states do have different durations of teaching licenses. Um, and so specifically for the Washington, D.C. teaching license, that license is good for four years. Um, and... As mentioned before, Washington, D.C. is one of the primary states that we're approved through. So other states may have, you know, longer options, but we are approved specifically through D.C. So you will have the option 
to receive the four the four year renewable teaching license. It can be renewed. Typically, to renew the license, um, mm-hmm. you'll need to do some professional development or continuing education. A lot of times, this can be done online. Typically, they'll want you to complete U.S. based professional development courses. Um, there are a lot of options for for this online. So candidates typically are able to do this without coming to the U.S. or anything like that. So it's not too okay. hard of a process to be able to renew your license. And if you did have questions about that, you can always reach out to us. Um, I would always recommend reaching out to the licensing body, um, the Office of the State Superintendent of, of Education in D.C. They're really the main authority that sets these rules. So they're the ones that have all the um, exact information on what you should be doing for renewing your teaching license. But I can say um, it is possible. It's not too much of a crazy process. And we've definitely had candidates who have completed our program, earned their teaching license, and renewed it successfully. Right. Okay. And I, I'm I'm just thinking because I'll be due to do the renewal process soon. I've heard from people that have gone before me outside of the U.S. Uh, international graduates like myself that it is quite an easy process, as you said. It also brought me up to thinking about the cost because listeners, you know, all of this it does cost a little bit. Let's take, for example, the Teach Now program is about six thousand dollars, right, Sheena? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So so you've got that. Then, of course, as we said earlier, there's uh, there's other pieces of the puzzle here. You have the 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 FBI fingerprinting that you have to do, which I think was about eighteen dollars. So we're not going to cry about that. Um, yep. Now, on top of that, you've got the practice exams. Now, of course, this is dependent on how many subjects you want to get licensed in. But as you said earlier, you've got to do the core, which I think you can get a package free in one. It's about one hundred and seventy dollars. Don't quote me on this, but it's around that. Then you've got your your specific subject one, which, as I said earlier, was biology, which I think was, let's just say, $100. It's around that. And then you have to do the principles of uh, teaching and learning, which, again, I think it was about $100, Sheena, if I'm right. Um, so, you know, that's $100, dollars $370. Let's say $400 plus the $18 for the fingerprinting plus the 6000 for the Teach Now course. And then, and finally, to complete the jigsaw, we send all the documents, if you're getting it from Washington, D.C., listeners to the OSSE, the Office of the Super, uh, what is it, the Super... The Superintendent of Education. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. And that, uh, I think, if you do that, it's about $50 um, right. to get your license approved. So you're looking at, again, 6000 6000 six and a half thousand yeah that's that's it it's it's not too much for those extra pieces and then finally on the renewal to come back round to the question i guess it would be another probably 50 dollars would it uh, sheena to get it renewed when the four years goes out i believe so it's something around that um yeah. and i always i always advise students um all of this information is ready readily available online so you can always search it um as you kind of mentioned earlier um, probably the most expensive thing outside of our program is just going to be those praxis exams, yeah. especially if you're doing more than um, one subject for your licensure. But you can go to um, the ETS website. Um, the ETS is the organization that um, administers these exams. 
And mm-hmm. they have a, a schedule of all fees o- online. So all that information is accessible online. Um, I did a quick Google search of Praxis exam costs. And um, the ETS website comes up um, maybe, uh, at, I believe it's the second link that comes up. You can click that okay. and see a full list of the exam costs. Um, and then in terms of the licensing fees through um, Washington, D.C.'s licensing body, um, that's a quick Google search away as well. Um, and the, as you mentioned, those are a little bit on the cheaper end. Um, so everything is you know, available online in terms of costs. Um, and as you mentioned, it shouldn't be more than, you know, about $500. It should be around the $500 range in terms of additional fees outside of our program for the licensing, give or take, yeah. you know few hundred or so that website by the way listeners uh, www.ets.org for all the praxis stuff Correct. and i believe out of all your states uh, about 48 around 48 of the states use the praxis don't they for their licensing yes. exam not all of them but most of them um for example arizona uses a different one uh, yes. pearson's i believe but yeah most um listeners will be doing the uh, the praxis exams and one final point on that sheena there is of course to be factored in the travel costs depending on where the praxis centers are um near or not so near to your location uh you know getting there and back and perhaps you may have to stay overnight it all depends of course where you are i guess they don't have one in i guess they don't have one in timbuktu yeah they Um, might not have one <laughs> but again that ets.org uh, website listeners will tell you exactly where all the all the centers are moving on to the final question and i think this is a good one to end on because it's regarding your master's programs in in, in specific uh, one of your new master's programs the master's in educational leadership which i think you've just maybe launch this month sheena so super exciting uh, you yes. also have a range of other master's programs too so it's not just a teach teachers preparation course that you guys are doing now which is great to hear uh, there's a, this is a question about this then so it says is the gre required for admissions into the masters in educational leadership program gre uh this is an american thing right sheena what what, what does that mean Yes, so GRE is an entrance exam um, that universities typically use. It is the graduate record examinations. Um, And so some universities will use this to um, gauge a basic level of your skills for entrance into their university. Um, The GRE is not something that we require at this time. Um, We um, prefer to have less barriers of entry um, to education for candidates. We think that's important. So the GRE is not something that is required at this time for our master's in educational leadership or for any of our other master's programs. We will look at a number of other factors um, to you know, indicate whether you'll be successful in our program and to kind of make that admissions decision for you. Um, so as mentioned before, we'll look at your undergraduate GPA, but we'll also look at, um, you know, your work history. We'll also look at um, your application essay. Um, and we'll also, you know, kind of look at your application holistically to make sure, um, you know, that you are a qualified candidate. So we'll definitely look at everything um, all together in terms of making that decision. And the GRE will not be needed. Um, 
But I did just want to touch on um, the master's programs as well. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because we do offer a number of really interesting master's add-on options. Um, that master's in educational leadership, which is new, is a full 12-month program. So that's an entirely separate program. Um, but outside of that, um, if you've completed our teacher preparation program or you're currently in it, um, that qualifies you to um, add on our master's programs um, because essentially the teacher preparation modules are the first portion of our master's programs. And then essentially you can add on a master's by completing an additional 16 weeks of coursework in one of our six focus areas. So we have focus areas um, in globalization and education, education research, teaching multilingual learners, special education, early childhood education, and educational technology. Um, and educational technology is one of our newest ones, so we're pretty excited about that. Mm -hmm. um, but these master's cohorts begin every May, July, and January. And as I mentioned, you'll just need to do an additional 16 weeks of coursework after completing the teacher preparation program to earn a master's. So it's something that's really, really beneficial for our students. It's gonna make you more of a qualified teacher. Mm -hmm. It's gonna give you more knowledge um, in that specific focus area that you can use in your everyday work environment. And it's really gonna set you apart from other individuals and other applicants who are looking to work at some of these schools that you may be interested in. So I definitely encourage candidates who um, may be interested in furthering their education after completing the teacher preparation program to really look into um, some of our mass, our, our, our add-on master's degrees. So if you have questions yeah. about that, you can always reach out to us about that. It, it almost seems a bit good to be true because if people are out there now listening in and they don't have a teacher's license or a master's, essentially, if you step up and, and join Teach Now, within 12 months, you know, within the nine months, you can get your teacher preparation program, do your practice, like we said, hand your documents in and get your teaching license. And then of an added three months, you can then actually lock on to what you've done in the nine months with the preparation program and get an actually full master's program to accredited as well, Sheena. Yep. So it really is two birds with one stone, super streamlining your career um, and credentials to go up to the next step in terms of, you know, what you can get paid and and things like that. And, and you know, I'll say to you now, honestly, you do learn stuff. It's not just a quick fix get you through the system, tick the boxes, and, you know, you haven't really picked up anything on the way. So it's uh, really super stuff, which, of course, is why China Jedi um, is really shining light on what you guys are doing. I think you've cleared up a lot of uh, these infrequent questions. I think our listeners will get a lot from it. Uh, take care, and I'm sure our paths will cross again. This is China Jedi, people. If you're an English-speaking teacher from anywhere in the world and you have a bachelor's degree but need an official and accredited teaching license to get a job, get a visa to teach abroad, or most importantly to learn all those things you wish you knew before you stood in front of 30-plus students, then reach now to Teach Now and secure a professional U.S. District of Columbia license in as little as nine months. Online in no time, low cost, high quality, Teach Now. Get in the game. Immediately receive a $100 discount of your tuition by signing up to the Teach Now program by the link www.teach-now.edu forward slash China Jedi. May the smile be with you.